We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local, it's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Nine o'clock hour, hour number four here on the Fan. Tim Shea's here all week. Toby is doing the afternoon show. So plenty of reason to keep the fan with you all day. I get you up and Toby finishes you off on your day home. Is that how we were saying it? Toby Altizer. Hey, buddy. What's up? What's going on? Hey, how was your weekend? I saw that you were flirting with some LGPA golfers or what? It's LPGA, but uh, yeah, hanging out, watching I said LPGA. You said LGPA. No, come on. That's stupid. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, just. All types of stuff. Went to a Tigers game, first time at Comerica. Went to LPGA. Randomly just decided to go to the LPGA event because it was kind of on the way home from that side of Michigan. So just stopped along the way. Ended up getting home last night just a little bit before midnight and wake up and talk with you this morning. Well, let me catch you up because you're not going to be with us this week. And so then when you're back, I want, you know, you got you to know what's going on. You got to know what's happening in the mornings, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what what happened this morning that you need to know about? Um, oh, Lorenzo Cain obviously is DFA'd, and I had a lot of people call in and say good riddance. Everybody's mad that uh, Lorenzo Cain was even here this long. I found that to be interesting. Um, what else? Oh, Mike the Painter called back. He called back. Oh, was he still mad? Uh, he's mad, but he says he doesn't want to talk about it. We're moving on. Okay, good. He says he doesn't like Mike the Better Painter calling because he doesn't call about sports. And then Mike the Painter said, the reason I called is because you said in high school you didn't talk to the most attractive women because you didn't think you were the most attractive guy. <laughs> so so then he didn't talk about sports. Um, Vincent in Anaheim sent us a Scrub-A-Dub song. Okay, I did tune in a little bit beforehand here just to see what you were talking about, and I heard that. That is great. You like it? 
Yeah, it's great. It's $13.99 a month. Unlimited car watch. Thought you knew what's up. That's what we're going to do with Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. Yeah. It's Scrub-A-Dub Club Club. Yeah, Tim's like, finally someone worse than me. I said, not Tim. Not so fast. (laughs) Well, now we've got more genres covered. We were missing that genre. Yeah, so Vincent in Anaheim, shout out to you. And again, he listens to the podcast on a month delay, so he'll hear this around uh, Labor Day. Uh, one other thing I said is that with the Brewers Mount Rushmore, I don't want to put Bud Selig on it because I don't like that he just sucks up a spot. Tim's argument is, well, he saved, he brought baseball to Milwaukee and then saved it again. And my argument is, but when he did have a team here, they sucked most of the time, and the only reason he had to save them so hard is because they sucked and people stopped going to games, so there was no reason to have a team. So – I'm struggling with who to put on the Brewers Mount Rushmore just because I don't want I like is Herb Cole on the Bucks? I mean, do you put Dan Snyder on the Commanders? I don't well, know. I don't know well, that I want owners to be on the Mount Rushmore. No, I don't think you put owners on the Mount Rushmore for a franchise. They already own the team. So what else do they need recognition yeah. for? And especially a guy like Bud Selig, he gets all the credit for this Milwaukee franchise all the time. It's not as if you know, people forget about Bud Selig associated with Milwaukee. The Mount Rushmore's to recognize the guys that are really important to the franchise outside of the owners, I think. Like, you know, you got Robin Yell, Paul Molitor, Lorenzo Kane. <laughs> <laughs> like I I I mean, I, I think it's set for players and managers, guys that are actually on the field doing the dirty work. Well, if you guys talk about Lorenzo Kane today, and I'm sure you will, I'm interested to know what the reaction is because I got Mr. Milwaukee tweeting me that he hasn't liked Kane since he quit on them during the COVID year. I got, uh, who else called in? Somebody called in right away and said all that Kane did was have one good year and he sucks since, I mean, they, they threw a big contract at him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Lorenzo Kane, like there were a lot of, there were a lot of good moments here that I think people are forgetting about. So I don't know what kind of reaction you'll get, but that's what I'm getting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people, it's just a, reaction in the moment but his first couple seasons in milwaukee he was one of the most loved players on the brewers he was fun to watch making plays in center field he actually did come up with some big at bats at times i mean he was a fun player to watch so i think people forget those sort of things and just kind of become prisoner of the moment of watching him over the past year the last two seasons and he's just been really really bad but i mean you got to remember the couple years he was in milwaukee before that where he was making home run robberies, plays in center field that, you know, wins a gold glove finally. I got a Lorenzo Kane gold glove bobblehead in my room from when the Brewers gave one away. I mean, are we just going to forget about the good things that he did because of how poorly he played this season? I don't think you want to do that. Well, that's what people uh, are doing today. I did want to talk to you about that a little bit, just catch you up. But also, we were really excited about the U.S. Open. Which are we going, Matt Fitzgerald or Matthew Fitzgerald? Because now I've seen it both ways, like Stafford. Well, it's it's, it's Fitzpatrick, so I don't think we're going to go Fitzgerald <laughs> whatsoever. Take that uh, on the podcast. Shut up. <laughs> the, take that when we air this live, because we're talking to Toby. It's four in the morning, so when we air it live, oh, we forgot to cut it out. Oh crap! Oh geez, <laughs> Matt Fitzpatrick. I was thinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, a boat um, that crashed. I think it's it's got to be Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, like nothing frustrates me more than when 
they go by one thing and everyone calls them a different thing. Like when Scotty Scheffler won it, everyone just called him Scott Scheffler as if he's called that. Like, it's not what he's called. I see Matt Fitzpatrick everywhere. It's Matt Fitzpatrick. Okay, because I was seeing both, and I just thought it was like a Stafford situation. So I was it- really close to having my prediction again spot on. On Thursday, I was in for you because you were in the afternoon. Thanks for that uh, favor so I could head out to Michigan. Uh, I said Will Zalatoris would win at six under par. Wow. Fitzpatrick finished at six, Zalatoris at five. Right there, man. I I really thought that there was a chance that could happen. It was going to be like my greatest prediction of all time. So what I wanted from this tournament, and we talked about this, was I wanted a – PGA live golf showdown and we didn't get that. And it was going to be pretty clear right away because the live golfers were all pretty bad. Um, Just for the 15 guys even made the cut. Phil Mickelson was awful. The top live finisher was Dustin Johnson at four over. So 10 strokes off. So I don't think there's anything to it. Like because they golf there, they are their pressure. I don't think there's anything to it. But I wanted some sort of showdown, and we didn't get that. We got a really good finish, but we didn't get the showdown I was looking for. Yeah, I I don't know that I really expected any of those guys to be competitive right away. None of those guys have been playing golf really well. And then if you watched any of that live event, I mean, the guys at the top of that leaderboard, you're like, who? I mean, so I I think last week when they did that first event, uh, you, you had a perfect storm for the PGA with a really good tournament up in Canada and a pretty poor tournament over in London to kick off that live series. And then in turn, these guys all coming over to play the U.S. Open, you had Rory playing well and you had some good storylines for the PGA and then the live storylines. But the live storylines were all talking still about the same sort of thing because the players were all playing so poorly that there really wasn't, in my opinion, a chance for any of those guys to actually compete. And then it was kind of disappointing to see some of the effort from some of the guys. I mean, like you said, Dustin Johnson, the closest, Phil Mickelson, I think he got about the level of support that you'd expect. I mean, he's obviously going to turn some fans against him with some of his decisions and how he's lived his life over the last couple months. But I think, you know, majority of people that are going to these tournaments, it's, you know, one of the few times that they get to go to a golf tournament, they get to see Phil Mickelson. They're going to be excited to see Phil. So I don't, I mean, I would have been interested to see the reaction because we talked about it last week of whether, you know, if it was something like you mentioned where you get a live golfer versus a PGA tour guy, are we going to get booze for the live golfer? Are we going to, you know, have the PGA guy getting really rooted on hard? I'd be interested to see what that would have been like. And maybe at some point we will get that, but I, I just think right away, since there's only been one event, I, I didn't feel like there was going to be that much ill will towards these live guys. And now it's interesting to see now that this has kind of passed, now that it looks like the DP World Tour is going to allow these live golfers to still play so they can get their world golf ranking points. It's going to be interesting to see if more guys decide to go over there to get some money and also still just play on the European Tour. Yeah, what it's going to do is going to water down some of these events too. Like I saw one guy say eventually – you're going to have two triple A's. So you'll see some of the best golfers here, but you can't deny that the guys that went over there, I mean, Dustin and even Bryson and whatever, that some of the best golfers are still going over there. This is not anything we've seen really in our lifetimes. I mean, the ABA 
formed, and then the NBA eventually merged with it. The AFL formed, and then the NFL eventually merged with it. We've had other leagues like USFL and XFL and Big Three or whatever, but none none of these leagues are pro leagues that are trying to take away from the current pro league. So it's still going to be just because guys haven't defected, I guess, yet doesn't mean they're not going to. Yeah, and I saw an article this morning just scrolling through and saw some names that are rumored to possibly be going. I don't know if it's true or not, so I'll wait to see when they're announced. But I think it, Well, who do you a, see? What are the juicy names? Uh, it's like Victor Hovland, which mm. I saw a Golf Digest reporter tweeting with about the other day, but his caddy came out and vehemently said no. Colin Morikawa was in there. Wow. Uh, some other guys. I don't. That, that's why I'm saying I don't know that I want to believe. Maybe it's a clickbait article. I didn't really read it. So, um, but I, I don't know that any of those things actually happen. But honestly, if there were a time in golf for this to happen, this would be the time in golf because if this would have happened when Tiger Woods was in his prime, I mean, how many pri- good golfers can you name from Tiger Woods era when he was really going good? It was Tiger, Phil. You know, VJ, Ernie Els, guys like that. Who else? Like you, you can name maybe a handful. Right now, you know, if we we sat here and named off golfers that we thought could win the the Open Championship next month, we could go for an extra ten minutes because there's probably twenty to twenty five guys that are playing really well right now and are really good golfers. I mean, Matt Fitzpatrick wasn't at the top of anybody's list to win this Fitzgerald. week. Uh, so I, I think there's a deep talent pool right now for golf that's, yes, you're right, that we might lose some of the talent and in turn it makes some of the fields a little bit weaker, but it's still going to be the PGA Tour. These events are still going to have the prestige to them, and I would still think that a majority of the players are going to stick with the PGA Tour, and there's so many good players that it's not like the level of play is just going to drop off entirely. Yeah, what's good about golf is that when you watch these majors and you know somebody wins at the end of it, of course, you really get to know more about that guy. So Scotty Scheffler's been a guy that's come on and we're, we're knowing more about. Even Zalatoris taking second, being so close. Matt Fitzpatrick now we're learning more about. And so stars in these moments when the main guys aren't there, you know, more stars are being creative. I'm trying to wonder, and I wanted to ask you too and just talk through it for a sec, Tiger's obviously on a tier by himself. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is like legitimately in the second tier? That's not necessarily a crossover guy, but guys that on Sunday, if they're in it, more people are tuning in. Cause I don't, I don't like Scotty Scheffler's not there yet. No, I, I, right I don't now, even think, I, I think, think it's Rory and Spieth. And then I might put a new tier. Yeah. I think Phil, if he were still oh, over Phil. here. Oh, Phil. Rory, Spieth, and Phil. Because, like, Justin Thomas even, I think he's – like, and John Rahm, I think they're, yeah. they're they're big names, but I think they're – I think, like, they're the next tier of, like, you know, attention-getting golfers. Yeah, I think it's Rory. I, I think you've seen that over the last couple of weeks when he's been in contention, that the, the buzz around the tournament's just been a little bit more heightened than – other weeks where it's other guys. Uh, I think it is Rory. I, I think he'd be in his own tier and then maybe a guy like Spieth because I, I think Rory has an appeal internationally being a European player yeah. that, you know, he, he gets the Europeans excited and all the different things going on there. Maybe in the U.S. it's more so a Jordan Spieth thing. Uh, 
so maybe those two, Phil, I, I don't know that there is anyone else. But, you know, again, it's not like we talk about those four players, Tiger being the top tier and then those guys, and those are the top four players in the world. I think that's why golf is in such a good spot right now that there's so many guys that are really elite players that can win every week. So I, I think golf's in a really good spot. But you're right, there's not like, you know, some of these names that – we watch and are at the top of these leaderboards in the majors, they haven't gotten to that point yet. I mean, Scotty Scheffler has been awesome for this year. Uh, is that something that's going to continue on? Because we've seen guys go on stretches. I mean, you remember Jason Day. You remember some of these other guys where they'll go on a year or two stretch where they're awesome, and they're at the top of every leaderboard, leaderboard every week. And then next thing you know, they disappear, and you never hear from them again. Ricky Fowler, guys like that where – they're right there, but then they never do anything again. So I think that's what made Tiger so impressive. That's what made some of these other guys so impressive is they've they've been good now for decades and decades or long periods of time. A lot of golfers can go on a year stretch, maybe even a two-year stretch where they're right there, but can they continue doing that? Even some of the guys that you expected to see going forward, I mean, Morikawa hasn't won again. I mean, he's already won a couple majors. Spieth really hasn't won in a while, even Rory, those guys. But they've been good, and they've kind of got back onto the top of their game. So I, I think golf is in a really good spot, and I think if there were a time in history for this live thing to ever come around, uh, which, again, I don't know that I have too much of a problem with the players going with how much money they're getting, I think it, it, this is the time to, for it to work and golf to still be in a good spot. I went golfing Friday. How'd you play? Uh, so I hit balls first cause I haven't, hit, I haven't hit, I haven't swung a club yet this year. So my first drive was amazing. And then I suck with my irons and my first iron shot was the best iron shot I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and then I sucked. We did nine. Um, I got bombed and, uh, I didn't even finish the last two holes. <laughs> Yeah, I played 18 Friday morning. Uh, I did not play well, but I had one birdie in there. So I followed up a triple on one with a par on two. And I thought I might have a decent round after that because usually I struggle on the first hole. And that was not the case. I played pretty horribly. But one birdie in there makes it some sort of a reclamation, I guess. Well, if you ever – we'll go golfing at some point. I I take more swings – on nine than a normal person does on 18 and not that's just not just because my score is bad but also I've always got an extra two balls in my pocket and if I don't like my first shot I mean I've got (laughs) breakfast balls and brunch balls and (laughs) mid-morning snack balls I've just got so many balls yeah I love it love it love it see I'm usually a one ball on the course one ball in my pocket kind of guy I usually just stick to two balls you know what I do have these clubs because there's the irons, obviously, the drivers, the woods. I've got this, like, long iron hybrid. Do you know what those yeah. are? Yeah. Those are cheating, dude. Yeah. And no matter what, I suck at golf, but I'm hitting 150 with it every time. Yeah, they're perfect for amateur golfers. <laughs> that's what they're That's what they're there for. They're easy to hit. I don't know how or why, but I love it. All right, Toby, well, we'll listen to you today, 3 o'clock, and all week. We miss you, and we will see you soon. Yeah, I mean, pretty cool that Matthew Fitzgerald was able to win the U.S. Open. That was awesome. And <laughs> I thought the country club did a really good job of setting everything up. It was awesome. And we don't miss you, Locaine. Well, we'll, we'll see you later.
Yeah, low king, you should have been out of here two years ago, you scrub. <laughs> All right, dude. Talk to you later, man. See you, bud. Toby Altizer, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. He'll be on later today hosting the afternoon show this week. Great Midwest Bank, if you're applying for a home renovation loan and you're a bit anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. GreatMidwestBank.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars. Per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You golf? Um, no, no, no. I just, I couldn't get into it. I, I'm not a big golfer. You know what I learned though, Tim? I learned that a bad day on the course is better than a good day at the office. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bart. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's what I learned. Oh, I love golfing. I love golfing. Oh yeah. I cut business deals. Where did you go? Oh, I just golf. Uh, okay. Where did we go? We went to <laughs> Whispering Woods or uh, Golf Whispering Woods, Golf Ledge Springs, or okay. uh, yep. What, what's another one? Uh, Brown Deer Course, Tilted Willow, or okay. You know, some one of these courses. You, uh, I shouldn't. You drove the bike out there, right? I'm not answering that. Okay. No, we went to Western Lakes. Oh, that's a nice golf course. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. That's good. How did you do? How did you do? Well, the first hole I had a six on a four. And then the next hole I had a 10 on a five. And then I kind of just was like, this ain't the day to keep score. So I had a six plus a 10. I had a 16. And that's where you just stopped. (laughs) I golfed the next score. But I I don't know, man. There's a lot. Do you consider yourself a golfer? No. Like, Do you go out a lot or no? Well, it's my first time this year. Okay. I like to golf. I had the whole, 
I'm wearing a new golf hat. I bought a Callaway hat. It looks nice. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a golf hat guy now. The other problem was I was wearing a shirt, a polo, and it was actually too small. Uh-oh. So like my belly was hanging out the whole time. I was just, it it just it just didn't look good. I don't know. I'm not I, I don't even bring the tunes. I don't even think I'm fun to golf with. Did you just go with a couple friends? Well, we had a station outing. Where were you? Oh. I was here. Yeah. I was here, actually. No, I don't know. I golf with Radar and okay. our enemies, Riggs and Alley, who got the brewer Ooh, stuff. Were they wearing their brewer stuff? I bet no, they were. No. Okay. No. They weren't. I. You know what? Now that you mention it, I did see a TikTok of her. Yeah. They, well, they were on TikTok. TikTok's very important these days. You know, doing working hard on the radio for four hours to do the best job that you can does not matter. It matters how many comments you get on TikTok. That's the the way of the world. It's okay. You know what else I was watching last night was the USFL. Oh, was this the playoffs? Final week? No. So for you USFL diehards like me, it kind of sucks because after there's 10 weeks and eight teams, but after nine weeks, the playoffs were set. Even the matchups. So this That's week just how it shook didn't out. Didn't matter. This week did not matter. But they still got to play it out, right? They got to play it out, and I did the DraftKings. And and from and, what I remember what you told me on Friday, now they're packing up and going up to Canton? Yep, so they were in Birmingham for 10 weeks at two different stadiums, and now they're going up to Canton, and they're going to play the playoffs. There's two games on Saturday, and then the final is on Sunday, July 3rd. Is there a team from Ohio? No. Okay. What about Michigan? Did the, the Michigan Panthers, team make it? No, they suck. Jeff Fisher coached them. How about your New Orleans Breakers? Yeah, they're in the playoffs. All right, so they they're play in. play Saturday night. So even though they're in the playoffs and Birmingham is somewhat close to New Orleans, their fans cannot make the trek over to no. Birmingham. Well, I mean, they'd, they'd have to go up to Canton. But I'm thinking about this USFL because the XFL is back, and they get a lot of attention too. They held a workout this weekend for – prospective guys some of these guys in the usfl played in the xfl and i wonder how hardly or you know how how hard the usfl is going to say hey if you're in our league you can't go to the xfl what are you going to do what, what they can't really do anything yeah the you contracts can't ban, they you signed, can't ban them right yeah oh you're going to ban me from the usfl okay how that's not like it's not we're not pga and live tour talking here we're talking two spring leagues that are going to compete against each other. The USFL is coming back. It does not look like they want to have their home cities, though, yet. They want to have next year, the setup is going to be Birmingham and maybe one other city, two hubs. So if you're like, I'm trying to think of where there's a crossover market. Are they confirmed for next year? Like, is this a go? or can it, The USFL is planning on doing another happen. year. Okay. They, they have, they're planning to do another year. Well, good for them. So it's going to be against the XFL. Yeah. So now you're going to have... Two spring leagues competing against each other when the the talent is not there for that many leagues. What is this? Sports radio stations in Milwaukee? Does the XFL have a TV contract? What is this? The sports radio stations in Milwaukee? (laughs) That's good. Yeah, XFL will be on ESPN and ABC. Okay. I was talking to some guy this weekend, you know, just telling him what I do. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I caught your show. uh..." It's interesting. When I listen to sports radio, he says, no one's ever talking about sports. I said, yeah, it's really weird. Uh, people that we, I mean, we talk about sports. This is a sports station. We talk about sports, but 
you bounce around. Everyone's like looking for excuses to talk about grilling up weenies and watching boobs. And it's just weird. It's just a weird, weird market. He goes, why is there three stations? I said, God, good question. He goes, who's winning? I go, not, we're all losing. That's, wow. That's what I told him. A little rough. I said, I, I said, I'm the best though. He goes, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your name again? I said, uh, uh, Mark Chimura. 414-799-1250. Breaking news out of the world of baseball. Lorenzo Cain is going back to where it all started for him. He was drafted by the Brewers back in 2004, and now Milwaukee has signed him here in 2018. Williams will lift one in the air, shallow center. This is Orlando Arcia. He can't handle it, but Lorenzo Cain is there. <laughs> that one's hit well, right center field. Brad Davis sending Cain to the wall. He reaches out, and he's got it. Lorenzo Cain, another spectacular catch. A fly ball, he back into right center field. Lorenzo Cain measuring it up. He goes, and he did it again. Oh, my goodness. Sends one into left center, and Lorenzo Cain runs it down. That one's hit hard. Deep left center field, Cain, and he leaps, and he makes the catch. Lorenzo Cain. One of the best catches you'll ever see. Fly ball back into center field. Lorenzo Kane measuring it up. He goes! Oh my goodness! What a catch! Oh my! He just tops himself. Back up the middle, and Lorenzo Kane looks at his bench as he drives in. Garcia and the Brewers grab a 2 1 lead in the eighth. And Kane sends one deep in the left center. That's going to fly out. A long home run, and Lorenzo Cain has tied it. Cain with a drive to left field, and Dietrich will watch that hit the top of the wall, and gone! Lorenzo Cain ties the game at three. Strike. Royals had a threat, did not score. Lorenzo Cain going after the first pitch, sending it to deep right center field, and it's out of here. As Lorenzo Cain comes back to Kansas City. Cain in the left field, that's a fair ball. And that's going to be a game winner. Brown scores, Lorenzo Cain wins it for Milwaukee. Um, it's not easy, and, and Lowe's been a part of all of our lives for, for five years now, and, and so um, he's a big part of it. I've definitely been very fortunate. I've uh, been blessed to play as long as I did, and um, they say if, it, if it's the end, you know, can't really be, be upset about anything. Twelve fifty AM, the fan. I'm Bart Winkler. Tim Shays here. Tim put together a piece of audio. Wow. Good for you. Nice job, buddy. Hit one and two again. God. <laughs> it's not my first day. <laughs> Sorry. No, I've been kind of shaky on the board today too. I don't. I don't know what it's been. It's Monday. 
Had a long weekend. The weekend felt longer than a normal two-day weekend for whatever reason. I, would, I mean, that was great. Nice Father's Day weekend. Yeah, how was your Father's Day? Good? Oh, pretty good. Um, what do we do? Friday I golfed. Then I passed out. Uh, then I got home on Saturday. What did I do Saturday? Oh, we went to a kid's birthday party. Yeah, the kid had a birthday party for his birthday, and then he left. Like, his family moved. Oh. So it was like... A goodbye party, too? Kind yeah, of? but I don't think the kids there, because it's daycare kids, you know. I don't think the kids there know the kid is moving. So my son's like excited to see this kid again, and he's gone, moved. So the parents had a party, and then packed up and started driving out to Arizona that day, which is just a confliction of emotion. And it was like grandparents were there, so we just had to get out before the grandparent, like the goodbyes were going to start happening. And yep. like, oh my god. Yep. So that was what we did Saturday, and then I, uh, I had a nice Father's Day. Took a very long nap on the couch. It's weird to have it. It's weird getting something for Father's Day. It's weird that I'm a part of that now. Father's Day. I got I got some nice gifts from the family. We're gonna go to a game. That's part of my Father's Day gift. Okay. As we're going to a brewer game. Just gotta figure out when it is. Uh not tonight, because it is way too hot. I turned the air on two weeks ago and it's gonna be on the rest of the summer. Yeah, I turned mine on last night just to get a nice cool breeze or cool start we're in an old home so if we don't get it on before you're done there's no catching up we got to get it on before get it cool and then enjoy the day because if it's 80 when we get home and then we try to cool it it's just it's never going to happen so we gotta we gotta get it started so we finally figured that out after living there for for nine years nice job putting together some lorenzo kane highlights thank you I thought that we should play that. Uh, I know you played it on the post-game show over the mm-hmm, weekend, but mm-hmm. I thought it was important to play since many of the people that have called in to talk about Lorenzo Cain were bashing him and saying, but if you look at his career, I mean, he did not, I don't know. I mean, Lorenzo Cain had a lot of good moments, and he was a big part of this team. But if you're going to judge it based on the expectation of what he signed for, what was it, 5 for 80? His, yeah. he, he basically, he basically gave you two good years out of that deal. One really good one. I think we forget in 2018, he was consider he was seventh place in MVP voting. You know, how good you have to be in a season to have that good of a year in 2018. He hit 308 on base was nearly 400. He had uh 10 home runs, 30 steals, dude. Lorenzo Cain was a monster on the base pads. He was an all-star that year. The next year, he hit 260 and hit 11 home runs with uh, 18 stolen bases, which, you know, 2022 would be an all-star. The way nobody can hit anymore. And then there was the COVID year, and it wasn't for him, so he left. He only had 18 at-bats. Last year, he hit 257. Uh, eight home runs, still stole 13 bases. And then I think this year, you could tell pretty early on that, you know, there's a big difference for him from 35 to 36. And and that is what happens. You know, he came here, he was still 32. Maybe that was the last prime year of his career. Because he gave Kansas City a lot of good years. 
you know, where he was hitting around 300. And that's why when we got him, it was very exciting. Lorenzo Cain was a highly sought-after free agent at the time that the Brewers acquired him and signed him. And when you look at those deals, you know, that's one of these things with these smaller markets to compete. You might have to commit more longer than some of these other teams just because they can throw more money right away. Instead of saying, here, we'll give you $100 million for four years, you got to say, well, we'll give you $100 million over or like 120 million over 6. It's just you got to you got to spread it out longer. You commit to longer deals. That's what they did with Yelich who is just in the start of his right now. So, I think that Lorenzo Kane should be remembered fondly. I think a lot of the memories are going to come from the 2018 season. 2019 obviously they ran into the Nationals in a wild card game and then you know, the last few years he was still a contributor, just wasn't the same as what it was before the COVID season. So, yeah, Lorenzo Cain was a massive part of that 2018 team, and maybe he's remembered a little bit better if they got that job done. I don't know, man. They were so close in 18. I called it – I I said at the time, their window's closed. I said, this was your chance. You are done. Because what bothered me – I don't know if you listened to the postgame show then at that point, but I was in Florida for that game, for game seven. And I called Tim, and I was – I probably shouldn't have been on the air, okay? But I was screaming. And I was fighting with people on Twitter. Because they're all like, oh, what a great run. What a great ride. We'll be back next year. You can never say that. You can never say that you'll be back next year. Are the Celtics going to say that? They'll be back next year? The Hawks said it. What did the Hawks do? Nothing. They sucked. Oh, what a great ride. We'll be back next year. Are the Brewers, were the 2018 Brewers basically the... 2021 Atlanta Hawks. Mm, sure. I mean, they, they, yeah. they I mean, they're the it's second like it place. was a great run. You've got to take advantage when you're in those windows and the Brewers ever since. So I do think that another window is emerging though. I thought after 2018, that was their best chance. They seemingly always run out of steam though. I think another window is emerging because of how good the starting pitching is. You're going to need a fully healthy starting pitching rotation if you're going to be thinking World Series. Woodruff is on his way back. He needs to be healthy and pitch well. Corbin Burns is following up a Cy Young season with another very good season, so that's good. Freddie Peralta is going to need to be a part of this thing. Eric Lauer needs to give you April and May Lauer and not June Lauer. Ashby, there needs to be improvement there as the season goes. Hauser as well. You know, because I think another window is emerging, but it's not a very long window. Woodruff and Burns are not under contract that much longer. Hater is this year and next. Woodruff and Burns team control uh, that next year and then the year after that. Antonazio, the last time he talked about it, there's been no discussions about long-term deals. And the Brewers are not going to throw out $30 million at a guy until they need to. Which actually brings up my conundrum about what player I get for a jersey. I am getting a jersey this year. Do I go a pitcher? Do I go someone that may potentially like Burns? Wow, what jersey do Woodruff. you Woodruff. I was thinking, leaning towards Urias. So you want a jersey. Obviously, you want the guy to be here a while. Yes. I don't want to get a Burns and then he's gone after this. But, after next but if, if you get a jersey also, you got to consider the time they had here. Although, I, the last time I got a jersey, it was Fielder. And then I didn't wear him for a few years because he was gone. 
But now, I, I mean, now I wear a fielder. If I got a jersey now of a guy that's currently on the roster, Yelich is going to be here the longest, Tim. Yelich is going to be here the longest. Um, who else would you get? I don't Adamus. know. Did you say Adamus? Adamus. I said Yelich will be here the longest. What about Urias? What do you think? Tim thinks he's going to be the next superstar on this team. Oh, God. That's why. Like, do I get the jersey because I like the player, or do I get the jersey because he's going to be here the longest? Well, when my brother brought my son a Packer jersey last year, there were two available, Rodgers or Devontae. He got a Devontae, and now Rodgers is still here, and Devontae's not. So I don't think I'm sticking my son in that Devontae jersey. Although, who cares? You don't know. 414-799-1250. Hey, it's our good friend Ram. Bart. What's up? I got a suggestion. Huh. See, we should have a, a session of the show called Luxury Tax and GoFundMe for our pro sports team. So we're going to help them out. because We're going to do a GoFundMe for these guys? Yeah, because it seems like... Ram, it's a GoFundMe every time I go to the station or to the studio. The... <laughs> The stadium. Stadium. You killing me, Bart. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. It's a like, GoFundMe when I'm paying twenty five dollars to park. <laughs> uh oh, about to go on a Bart rent. Hey, I'm just saying. It seems like we can't get the players we need. Like when we in those moments. So we're just gonna help the owners out. Like we're gonna help Stearns out. We're gonna help John Horse out. We're gonna help uh, Goody out. And like on your podcast. You just have these list of players that you've been looking at, read their stats off, and you just put it right down to the fan base on the radio and say, look, we need to go get this guy today. Just put it out there. We need to go. And then you build up this big, huge following, and it's like, oh, my God, we might have to do this. So you want so us to make a groundswell. Two, two players, right? Yeah. Well, who knows? Brewers need two bats. Maybe more. Solid bats, I think, with what they got, I think they're good. And, and if they get healthy. Because right now, you remember, we always said we had hitting, but we didn't have pitching. And that was just a few years ago. That was just, just a few years ago. So now we got pitching, but we can't, you know, we can't hit the ball. So we got to figure out, like, what free agent is out there we can get right now after the trade deadline or whoever that can take us over the top. So we need to, we need to, Find that person and then pressure the organization to getting them. I, I don't. Ha- I'm. I'm. I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent with you. I like that better than trying to start a GoFundMe. Okay. Well. Okay. You put that. You put that name out. The GoFundMe is called paying the tax on the stadium the last twenty years. <laughs> hey, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Thanks, Ram. See you, Ram. Right. Bye bye. What What was happening here? What What kind of nonsense did I just hear? And I just went in there and talked to. Bonamega, when you were on the air with Ram there, because I, I thought maybe I misheard him. No, that's nothing about you. So he said Tim Allen thinks Urias is a superstar. I oh. think he told you on one of your morning shows too. The next, like the next morning, he joined you and said Urias is going to be the next Brewers superstar. No chance. Um, he might so, not be starting by the end of the year. No, I don't know about all that, but hey, superstar. No. So you need a jersey. Yeah, I'm going to get a jersey this year, and I just need to figure out what player I want to get. You you don't. You get a console jersey and play it safe. Because yeah, but Burns, the manager jersey is lame, dude. I don't care. He played too. I mean, you can argue. Again, you can argue like he's Mr. Brewer. Bart says Yelich just because he's going to be here the longest. No, yeah. I don't think that's necessarily true either. 
I, I think eventually a Dodgers or somebody will take Although them. when I look at people wearing Yelich jerseys, I look at them like, still. But again, if you're willing to trade Yelich, are you willing to trade Woodruff with him? Are you willing to trade Ashby with him? Are you willing to trade Ethan Small with him? I mean, you can move Yelich to a big market team, but you're going to have to give him a really good player to go with it. No, I'm not moving Yelich. And then hope that he doesn't work out. Because if he works out and the young pitcher works out, then you look horrible. I still stand by this. I think you should package Hader and Yelich together. Yeah, that you could do. But but again, Bart, you have to think about this. How are you going to pay Burns and Woodruff? Maybe next year, not this year. Because you have to figure not, out how you're going to get not, the money. They're not. They're gone. No, they, no, no, they no. They can't, you no. can't lose both of them. They they're gonna, they won't they're not, this year. They're not paying them. They, you, they're both gone. They no. won't this year. No. After two years. No, they have to keep one of them. Probably Burns would be my – I would want Burns over Woodruff. I would tell you to get a Burns jersey. Corbin Burns makes sense. But because of what Bart's saying, nobody's convinced one way or the other if they're staying. So that only may be a you know two- or three-year deal, which I guess is a pretty good run for a jersey nowadays. There were two Brewer things I wanted to bounce off you that I was talking about. Who was on your Mount Rushmore? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so mine was uh, Bud Selig, okay. uh, Robin Yount, okay. Euchre, yeah. and then the last one I, di- I didn't have, I was thinking Council, and I got talked into Doug Melvin by Gary because it makes a lot of sense. But then we got a caller later uh, towards the end of the show that brought up, well, Doug Melvin's on the Mount Rushmore, then my God, Harry Dalton has to be on the Mount Rushmore because oh, he's the best GM in Brewers history. I can't argue that either. But if you think of everything that Doug Melvin did, and he joins us today at 1035, by the way, if you think of everything that Doug Melvin did while he was here, from where this franchise was when he got here, when uh, uh, Wendy Laurel Preeb or whatever her name is, when she hired him, to everything that goes all the way through to now, his imprints are all over this. He promoted counsel. He hired Stearns. He made all the deals to get what, what you see on the field for the most part or most of these deals. That Carlos Gomez deal was huge for this franchise involving pitching yeah. and so forth. I mean, he did everything. He could have came in and fired Jack Sorensic, who was Dean Taylor's farming farm director. He didn't. He kept him, and they continued to build that farm together. That was a huge move for him as well. I, I just I don't like that Selig automatically gets a spot. Look, I, I don't. I think Sealy was a better commissioner than owner. Okay, but he was here for thirty years and they sucked. Right, I understand. I agree with you. I'm not arguing with you. But my my thing is, if you go in and that Sealy experience and you hear of how that all went down, of how he actually got the team, was able to keep the team, and all that, yeah. we don't have a team without him. I know. I mean, I just to me that's that that's kind of admirable how that whole that whole thing played out. I agree with you. After Harry Dalton, it sucked forever until Doug Melvin. Um, but yeah, it is what it is, and. You know, people argue that Euchre doesn't belong on there because he's an announcer, and I guess. But if you say Bob Euchre around the country, people well, are like going to say Dodgers, Brewers. You're going to say Vince Scully. Yes, for sure. So he's definitely Euchre. on theirs. Yes. Joe Buck, or not Joe Buck, Jack Buck for the Cardinals. And then I would say, as far as my feelings on this Brewers team, I think there is a window with Burns and Woodruff. I'm assuming they're not going to get re-signed, so you have them this year, the next two. Yep. I would trade any I – don't, I don't care about any single prospect we have. I'll trade them all. I only want guys that are going to help us this year and next year because next year is our last year with Hayter. The only guy I'm really enamored by in the minors is Joey Weimer. I would uh, trade everybody. Weimer's, I think, the only one where I'm like, oh, boy, that would that might hurt. But other than that, the rest I would of trade them, sure. our top 30 for J.D. Martinez and Raphael Devers. <sighs> would love J.D. Martinez. Some say Devers. Yeah, I would love J.D. Martinez. Yeah, that would be great. Now, I'm not, I'm not opposed to trading a bunch of prospects. Remember, I mean, we helped build the Royals World Series teams. We did. We did. Yeah, that was all us. That Came. was all Doug. Doug nice helped him out. Yeah. Yep. And Dean Taylor was with the Royals when they won the World Series. Doug Melvin, Big Show, 1030. Thanks, Steve. You betcha, Bart.
Trav, hey, I talked to Trav last uh, Thursday afternoon. Trav, you called in. How's it going, guys? What's up, dude? Well, I'm glad uh, we take phone calls again because Friday was not good. So, Friday? Yeah. I took calls on Friday. What? I no, I, I, uh, uh, Friday afternoon, Tim was on. So. Oh, he wasn't taking calls? Uh, yeah, once again. So Jeez. we'll just leave that alone. Hey, I take calls. I, I, I basically I talked the whole time I, every, waiting for the yeah, phone lines to yeah. light up so I can stop talking. He he knows how I feel about that because that's what keeps the atmosphere good. Anyway, what about Cecil Cooper under uh, Mount Rushmore? Yeah, that's a good one, but I don't think that he had, like, the impact. I, I just don't think that – I don't know. Like, when you start to learn about those Brewers teams, if you're a little younger, it's Molitor yeah. and Yount that jump out, and then and you're like, oh, the Cecil Cooper is pretty good too. Yeah. I don't know, and for I whatever just, reason. I don't know. Yeah. I just wanted to say something about the jerseys. Uh Spend a couple extra dollars, get your own name on there, your last name, and a number that's significant to you in whatever jersey. Oh, you know, I'm, like, I'm not a personalized jersey guy. I don't know about Shea over here. Yeah, I am, man. And my, my last year in softball when I played, and that was like three years ago, a guy had number six because that was always my number for baseball number. And I tried buying him. I started at 25, no, 50, no, 75, no. I said a hundred dollars and I'm done. He's like, no, and I, I I get it. So, my wife was like, well, my birthday's the 24th, and nobody was 24, and two and four equals six. So I was like, I went with 24 then. So, well, good. Hey, good to hear from you in the morning, Trav. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's a holiday today. So. It is Juneteenth. Yeah. Observed. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Love you guys, and uh, we'll be talking soon. All right. Love you too, Trav. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Yeah, Trav's always in the afternoon. He. Never's around here. Spark guy, what's up? I had to get a call in, and then I'm hearing this stuff, and I'm reeling a little bit with it. Toby's, Toby's out. He would not deal with this jersey talk. I appreciate you, Bart, standing up for, like, manager jersey talk, personalized jersey talk. There's just a lot of stuff you've had to bad. You wear a manager jersey. Minutes. You might as well wear a jersey that says nerd with the number pi on the back. Well, and my whole thing with Council is I think Council is a good manager. I think – if anything, it's probably the clubhouse stuff. Seems like all the guys like him. Seems like they respect him. That's what he's doing. But when it comes down to how like how how Stearns runs things, like he he's got decision points, but he doesn't have a lot of them. Like they're doing all that stuff with saber metrics and stuff. He has to make a decision here and there. But but he's I don't know. You might as well just get a jersey of the computer that's making all the decisions for the person. Yeah, why don't you get a jersey called. Tim that says calculator on the back? <laughs> CPU Math. instead of a number. CPU, yeah, yeah I, I like CPU. That. No, no, I had to call because I. Well, I, I totally agree with you, Bart. We, I, I guess I've been banging the drum on this for a long time. This is the Brewers' chance, man. It's this year, next year. Like their pitching is unbelievable. And again, bats. Look at what the bats that the Braves did last year. Like they were missing Acuna, and like they. Yeah, who'd they go get? Right? Ozuna and Peterson and another guy. Yeah. You can get the bats. The the pitching is there. I I don't understand. You're right. Like break it down to the bottom. But I think the more important question to ask is, what do you think Mark would be more excited about, winning a World Series or buying that ticket stub? What would be more thrilling to him? Uh, I think he would like the ticket stub of the World Series game. Yeah, I don't know. He seems like sometimes he doesn't have 
have the uh, have the same same mindset as fans. But finally, it is for another day because we're running up on the end of the hour. I did call to see why you had given up on humanity, but I, I still think we're living in the smartest times in humanity. But we'll have to argue about that. Well, at please do call future. me uh, one of these other days this week because my tweet last night was: "There is no doubt this is the dumbest time to be alive. I would have rather lived as a caveman." They were too dumb to realize how smart humanity could be, but also too dumb to realize how dumb we could be. We are going backwards in every way. We are effed. And I stand by that. And I'd like to explore that with you uh, when we have more time. We can do that. But, again, I appreciate you doing the good fight of, of knocking down this Jersey talk. That's what's most important today. There's a lot of slanderous Jersey talk, and Toby would be very proud of you for knocking all that down. So thank you. Well, thank you. you. Thank you, Spark. I will talk to you this week. Take care, buddy. So what should I get? What should you get? Someone just tweeted you should get a Dedekumpo 34. He is part owner. Isn't yeah. I, yeah, sure. Okay. I would get a jersey that says fourth base on it. Fourth base. Base four. Uh, and then you could go to fourth base. Fourth base National Avenue, Tim. Pop fly from the stadium, Tim. Oh, they got that deli case there. So it's a sports bar vibe, but this is a restaurant that's got some delicious food for you. It's in a case. It's fresh every day, whether it's the steaks or the burgers or the seafood, the shrimp, what have you. They cook up the veggies. They, they've got great desserts there. You say, hey, this is what I see in front of me. Cook it this way and do this with it. And they'll say, yes, sir. So there's a menu you can go by, but you can also just like make up your own dish and they will provide it for you. Fourth Base Sports Bar on National. Great place to stop in. I will caution you that St. Louis fans are familiar with this place and they do like it. So just be cautious. But they're friendly. I can tell you that too. Fourth base on National. We will be back tomorrow. Tim Allen will join us. Uh, Craig Kashan will join us. We'll talk to Craigie. Congrats to Brewman79. You're the winner of today's tickets. We'll have more seven, uh, Summerfest tickets to give away tomorrow. I'm Bart. That's Tim Shea. Big show up next. Doug Melvin in one half hour from right now. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 